everybody, this is DJ. Today, I thought of sharing with you about the power of pause. And this stems mostly from my own personal experience in recent months um, because of all the things that this year has brought my way and all of our ways actually about just having such a busy mind of constantly worrying and in fear of what's happening next anxious about bills, um, fear of the future, really. And it reminded me of an experience I had in 2013 and um, something that's really made meditation and pause an important aspect of my life. Um, and I wanted to share that with you today. So actually, the Buddhists have a term for an unsettled, restless, and confused and uncontrollable mind. And they call it the monkey mind. My monkey mind in particular, I think, is probably as tall as me. <laughs> because when it's so busy and it's ru running amok, um, it really claims dominion over my mindscape. And that's something that I experienced in 2013. That year, I had an unrelenting illness that caused me a lot of discomfort and shame. And sudden changes at work really left me in a constant state of worry, anxiety, and fear. I really longed for peace, which is, I think, these days, quite common, not just for me, but for many of us. This, I see it like a pendulum where we swing from one end of like worry, anxiety, and fear, and then we want to swing to the other end of peace. And so I thought of sharing with you this experience. So through the years, there's actually only three people I've met who really left me in awe of an overwhelming sense of peace when I was in their presence. They had this centeredness in their countenance and actually a distinct light in their eyes. Um, they actually come from different backgrounds and religions and genders and races even, but they had the same answer when I asked them the question, why do you feel so free? And why do you have this uh, amazing presence about you? And the only answer they all shared that was common for all was that they had a commitment to the practice of meditation and Vipassana meditation, actually, to be specific. So I felt the need to understand and explore that. So in that year, I googled what it meant, and I found that it's actually a practical technique which enables one to lead a more positive, balanced, and happy life by healing, not merely the curing of diseases, but actually the essential healing of human suffering. It's a practical method of self-knowledge and awareness that is universal and it's not connected with any religious organization or practice. So in that year, I made the decision to welcome the new year minus the usual fireworks. And um, I really felt this deep longing to put my monkey mind to rest. Um, I actually found a 10-day Vipassana meditation course um, in Dhamma Medini in New Zealand that was happening after Christmas that year, so I immediately applied for it. Um, so fast forward to December 27, 2013, and I, I arrived at Dhamma Medini, which is actually located in a beautiful valley an hour from Auckland, New Zealand. I remember feeling so anxious that day, but also a bit excited and pleasantly surprised because I couldn't believe that there were actually 100 people gathered in the center 
um, to welcome the new year, to do a meditation course. It was just not part of my reality. But I was so amazed that each one of us there was fully committing to living the life of a monk for 10 days when the rest of the world was partying. So we were going to welcome the new year in total silence. I thought, what a strange and wonderful idea. So our meditation teacher said that our day was going to start at 4 a.m. and end at 9.30. And we were going to meditate for 12 hours straight out of our 17-hour days. She said initially, the rules are simple. Noble silence. So I thought, ooh, that sounds easy. But then she said, that means no talking, no gesturing, no eye contact with fellow meditators, no writing, no reading, no exercising, and the worst of it all, no phones and no iPads. <laughs> so when she asked me to hand over all yeah, books, pens, notebooks, gadgets that I had, I, I literally stopped breathing for a few seconds in shock. Because I was thinking, hey, don't monks have iPhones too? But I guess I couldn't uh, actually reason my way out of that. So I followed and I hesitatingly handed her all the tools that really helped all of us, helped me and helps all of us navigate modern life. So yeah, I, I almost could see my monkey mind face to face with me saying, it's just going to be you and me. <laughs> I almost ran out. I wanted, I was convincing my legs and feet to not run out of the door, but there was something that made me stay. The pain of knowing that life may not be different if I left Dama Medini on day one far outweighed the perceived pleasure of escaping the monastic life. So I gained a tremendous empathy for addicts within the first two days of Vipassana. Society's validation of busyness was my excuse for constantly being online and on the go. The validation disguised my addiction. Without WhatsApp, Viber, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Netflix, email, and conversations with people and books to distract me, I was forced to be more present to my inner world and more observant to the outer world. The latter was a lot more fun than the former. So Dama Medini is actually cradled in acres and acres of lush native bush and inhabited by exotic native birds. Outside the meditation hall, there was a small path in the garden leading up to the hills. During the breaks, I would take a walk through the bush and the trees. I noticed that I began to be more appreciative of nature, a gift from being engulfed in total silence every single day and being totally present in each moment with nothing and no one to distract me. So I became more sensitive to the exquisite details of my surroundings, the distinct sounds, the smells, and the touch of the world around me. I noticed the hydrangeas in different shades of pink, blue, and lilac that line the walking paths. I noticed the different ways birds fly in the air. I realized they were like swimmers um, showcasing different strokes in the water. Because of the total silence and pause, I could hear the subtle differences in the buzzing sounds of a bee 
of a wasp and at some point even a fly. I noticed the intricate carpets of moss that line the tree trunks and it was so interesting to see the droplets of rain caught on spider webs that glimmered like tiny crystal balls after the rain had gone. The sensation of grass on my bare feet and sunshine that kissed my nose and my chipmunk cheeks. I had forgotten how simple things uplift the spirit. There is so much joy and beauty, not in doing, but in simply being. So today I'd just like to close to remind ourselves of the power of the pause. No matter what it is you're going through now, all the things in your to-do list, how you're feeling about the day, how you're feeling about the future. My invitation today is to take 10 minutes of pause. And then after that, notice what you notice. No, quest- no coaching questions today so that we give our um, questioning monkey mind a break. All we need to do is pause. Pause.